What's up, boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. In this podcast, JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight, from undercards to main events. Now, let's get into the ring. What's up, what's up, what's up? So in this episode of Sides of Boxing, I'm going to talk about Peter Quillen versus Alfredo Angulo. Chris Colbert and his fight against Miguel Betron Jr. as well as Jesus Ramos versus Ricky Edwards. So let's get straight into it. Alright, so to start things off, I want to talk about the Jesus Ramos fight versus Ricky Edwards. Jesus Ramos came into this fight 10-0 with 9 KOs and Ricky Edwards came into this fight 12-3 with 3 KOs. And this was for the welterweight division and it was 8 rounds in this fight. So to start things off, Jesus Ramos came ready to go like he looked like he was focused he looked like he was determined and it looked like he was looking ready to get that knockout and he's a southpaw so his strong hand is in his uh, right hand and that's pretty much what he did i'm gonna keep it short sweet and simple and he caught ricky Edwards with a mean shot when i mean a mean shot and it, it was funny because ricky Edwards was the type he tried to act like the punch didn't hurt but he was getting caught with some pretty devastating punches in round three and one of them landed flush right around his guard. And I, and I want to say it was a left hook and it landed flush right around his guard. And that was it, man. And he leaned. He got hit so hard. He leaned back into the ropes. Then fell face front into the canvas. And that was it, man. He went, <clears throat> he went straight to sleep. So that was it for that fight. But I want to say that is my number one KO of the year. So, if you haven't watched it, please watch this. Jesus Ramos versus the Ricky Edwards fight is one of the best KOs you're going to see this year. Now, for the next fight, I want to talk about Chris Colbert versus Miguel Petrain Jr. And this is for the lightweight division, which is the 135-pound division. This was a 10-round fight. Chris Colbert came into the fight 12-0 with four KOs. And Miguel Petrain Jr. came into the fight 33-7 with 22 KOs. Miguel Bertrand was considered the experienced fighter, but Chris Colbert was considered the more hungry, young, and determined fighter. And when the fight started, it got straight to the point. Chris Colbert uh, hit him with a 1-2 left-right, put him straight to sleep. And Miguel hit the canvas face front. That was pretty much it. And it was very quick. Didn't waste no time. Didn't break a sweat. It was just a quick 1-2. And that was all she wrote. And... Chris Colbert talked about how he watched Miguel's previous fights and he saw how the opponent was hitting him with a lot of shots with a lot of one-two combination punches. So that's pretty much what he did. He followed the same game plan and it worked beautifully. And that's how he got the easy KO win. So now Chris Colbert improves to 13-0 and he has five KOs and he's just going to continue to improve and he's going to get bigger and better fights. As long as he stay focused, stay determined, and he's going to do very well in the lightweight division. Now, before I get into the Peter Quillen versus Alfredo Angulo fight, I want to talk about a notable mention fight, which was with Thomas Delorme versus Terrell Williams. Uh, Thomas Delorme was 24-3-1 with 16 KOs, and Terrell Williams was 18-0 with 13 KOs. So he was undefeated, and this is for the welterweight division. And this fight was very entertaining. It was 10 rounds. And I just want a notable mention is I just want to say that Thomas Delorme won when he won the fight convincingly, he got a KO in the last round, and that pretty much sealed him to win. So definitely wanted to just point that out. And now let's get into the main event fight with Peter Quillen versus Alfredo Angulo. 
Peter Quillen versus Alfredo Angulo was the main event fight this past weekend, and it lived up to the hype. Peter Quillen came into this fight 34-1-1 with 23 KOs, and Alfredo Angulo came into this fight 25-7 with 21 KOs. And this was for the super middleweight division, and this was for 10 rounds, and it was so entertaining. And I tell you all that if you haven't watched this fight, I advise you to at least watch the highlights of it on YouTube or try to find the full fight because this fight was so entertaining and it kept me on the edge of my seat for the whole entire fight. When this fight started from rounds one to two, Peter Quillen did exactly what I expected him to do and how he usually fights. I expected him to keep the distance and move around and throw combinations because Alfredo Angulo is a come for a fighter. He will take punches, but he will always bring the pressure straight to you and he will always try to get you to the ropes. So Peter Quillen, I expected his game plan was to move around, throw combinations, and don't get trapped along the ropes. And that's exactly what he did for the first two rounds. He kept the job going. He kept moving. He had the lateral movement. He kept going to, to uh, in the end, round, ring to ring. And he kept doing exactly what he was supposed to be doing. And he won those two rounds convincingly. And it was very, very uh, entertaining as well because they did throw a couple shots at each other, a couple good shots, uh, good punches. But nonetheless, it was just Peter Quillen doing exactly what he was supposed to do. And after that, that's when the fight even got more interested. Because when round three came, Peter Quillen switched up his game plan. In round three, he decided to stand in front of Angulo. And this was a terrible decision for Peter Quillen's side. Because when Angulo gets close and they get on the inside, that's when Angulo's at his best. And in round three, that's when Angulo started to take control. And what I mean by that is he started using the inside game. And he started throwing a lot of hooks, a lot of combinations. He started throwing shots. And Peter Quillen wasn't blocking it as well as he was supposed to. And this was giving some problems. And then when round four came, Peter went back to his game plan. So you, ex I, when he went back to his game plan, because I guess his corner told him, hey, man, don't get up on the ropes. Don't try to go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Don't. Uh, uh, swing with a hooker, man. Don't throw hooks with a hooker, man. So he's they were probably telling him not to exchange with Angulo. Um, so in round four, Peter went back to his game plan. He kept uh, jabbing, kept the ring, uh, kept moving around the ring, avoided pressure, and it worked pretty well. But then eventually, towards the end of the round, Peter got caught with a massive right hook. And it severely hurt it, uh, Peter Quillen. And it was very shocking because we was like, oh, this is about to be another Daniel Jacobs. Because Daniel Jacobs is the only person that defeated Peter Quillen. And he defeated him because Peter Quillen got hurt. He caught him with a bunch of combinations. And Peter Quillen didn't know how to respond to it. And it looked like the same thing was going to happen in this fight when round four happened. Because when he got caught with that right hook, he looked like he was seeing stars a little bit. And he was kind of stumbling around. And luckily the bell rung and he made it through the fourth round. When round five came along. Then uh, Peter Quillen got back. He got enough. He got his breathing back. He got back up and he continued to use his distance. And that's what really was keeping him some rounds because whenever he would stay off those ropes and he would jab and keep his distance, it was hard for Angulo to beat him. But like I said, it went back and forth. 
when round six came again, Peter Quillen wasn't moving around the ring as much. And I do want to credit that to probably his conditioning because it did look like at times he didn't, he was a little aghast in which to, to keep moving around the ring for the whole 10 rounds. And when round six came along, he was hurt again towards the end of the round and he got stunned by a left hook this time. And again, it looked like Peter Quillen and the ref was going to end the fight because Peter Quillen was trying his best to fight back, but he was getting caught with some massive shots and, and he was looking like he was hurt. And again, he somehow made it out of round six. Round seven came. And then he flipped back again. He moved and he started using his distance. But more and more, he was starting to get hit with big shots. And again, he got hit with another big left hook in round seven. But it was in my. But sometimes in this fight, um, it depending on how the judges were seeing it, you can say that Peter Quillen was winning those rounds, but. Uh, Alfredo Angulo was winning the round as well because of the massive shots that he was throwing at certain moments in the round that seemed like, and he was pressuring most of the time. So it could seem like Alfredo can win some of those rounds as well. So it was very up in the air when it came to a lot of these rounds. And when round eight came along, uh, Peter Quillen, he backed up, he kept his hands down, and he got caught with another left uh, hook, I want to say, and, and he got caught with a right hand. And he was getting stunned again, man. He got stunned. He got hit quite a bit. And when he did get hit, he definitely felt it. It wasn't like a shot in which he kind of just ate it and just kept moving on. Like, these shots were actually affecting Peter Quillen and making him step back even more. And the same thing goes with round 9. And round 10 came. And Peter, Peter Quillen just decided... That he was just going to move around because in round eight and nine, man, he was taking so much punishment, so much punishment. And it was looking like he was definitely going to lose uh, potentially this fight because of how round eight and nine went, as well as the earlier rounds in which we clearly knew Alfredo and Gulo won. And when round 10 came, Peter Quillen just went back to his game plan, which he should have done. And it's easier said than done to move around and be really conditioned to move around and, and keep a pressure fighter away from you. But it can be done. And Peter Quillen is an experienced fighter, so I believed he could have done it. But in regards to this fight, he didn't do it enough. And he ended up making it through the 10th round pretty convincingly. And he countered very well. But when the scorecards came out, they gave it to Alfredo Angulo, and he won with a split decision. And uh, for both of these fighters, this fight was very important because this they're on the back end of their careers. They don't have that many years left in boxing. This could potentially be their last year. And whoever wins this fight can potentially get a bigger fight with regards to the top super middleweights in the division. And whoever loses this fight is pretty much their career is pretty much done. They're not going to have any big fights uh, for the rest of their career if they lose this fight. And Peter Quillen surprisingly lost this fight. So that's pretty much it, I would say, for him to get a title shot against a, a top guy in the super middleweight division. And it sucks because he was such a good boxer, but he just didn't do enough in this fight, and that caused him to not get an opportunity to win another belt. But he did win the world title before, so he is a great champion. But, yeah, that's it uh, for Peter Quillen for the most part, man. And much respect to him, though, because he definitely is a good guy, a good boxer, and he, he, has a, he's a, he, he had a great career overall. 
then Alfredo and Gulo, he had a great career as well. He fought Canelo before, and he, and he he's a good fighter. And I potentially feel like he can be like a gatekeeper for the next uh, up and coming fighter who wants to make it in the super middleweight division. He can definitely get paid a, for a good fight. So that's what he pretty much can go for go from there. And that's all I really have to say about this fight. And now let's get into the breaking news of the week. This is the breaking news of the week. For the breaking news of the week, I only have one story, and that's with Keith Thurman, who is the former WBA and WBC welterweight champion, who recently lost to Manny Pacquiao. He is now requiring surgery on one of his arms, which will sit him out for the next six months, so he won't be ready until roughly June of 2020, which is big news because he only has one loss, and he's still like edging uh, out of his prime, so... He still has a lot of fighting he can potentially do, but this is huge news for someone uh, who is considered one of the top welterweights in the division. He is, uh, he did say that he su suffered this and has been lingering on this injury since the Josecito Lopez fight as well as the Manny Pacquiao fight. And he even said that it affected him 50% during the Manny Pacquiao fight. So we will see if this uh, recovery from this injury and having surgery on it perfects or uh, gets him back to where he was at his top notch when he fought Danny Garcia and Sean Porter. So we'll see if he ever gets back to that point. But right now he's going to surgery. He's going to be out until uh, mid-summer of 2020, which is huge news, man. So that's all I really got to say. And this concludes this episode of Sides of Boxing. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening all the way to the end. Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a positive rating. And just tell a friend and tell a friend about this podcast if you're a boxing fan. And be sure to continue to listen each and every week because I'm going to continue to give you great content. So God bless.